0: everyone. Uh, this Pastor Brent here with Harvest Christian Fellowship. And uh, we just wanted to come to you today to um, show some things that, uh, and talk about some things that's going on. As most of you know, we are not having service here uh, for the next couple weeks. So for the next two Sundays, counting today, today and next week, we won't have service here. We're kind to go with uh, the governor's uh, thoughts on social distance and how that, that, is um, we believe it's just a way to uh, better help healthcare workers, uh, things in society, and things like that. But I, I wanted to bring you a message today because something that has been on my heart and has been on uh, my mind as I've watched all this stuff unfold, and um, and it's really <laughs> I thought of board of games. And you say, well, why in the world does games have to do with, with any of this? And so when we look at games, <laughs> have you ever tried to play a board game by yourself? Unless it's solitary, it's, it's, it's really no fun. And then I thought, well, what about baseball? Have you ever tried to play baseball by yourself? Well, you can, but real quickly that game turns to fetch, and you're the rover. Uh, so. You know, so there's things that we can't do. You can, you can play Frisbee by yourself. There's either two things happen. It either turns into a game of fetch or you have to be really fast. And so when I thought about that, the scripture came to my mind. And uh, I want to say something real quick. What the Holy Spirit uh, said to me this morning when I was uh, getting out of the shower. Uh, he said, no one man nor one thing can cause division. And I I thought, man, in in a world that we live in, and in a world that that we're facing today, there's so much division. There's division on every hand. You've got people divided on whether churches should be open or not. And that's really what got me last night uh, when I began to think. And it really began to hurt my heart uh, as I looked through Facebook and saw just how mean, judgmental, and critical other believers were to other believers because some chose not to sit in a service today and others chose to and say well we're going to stand in faith and somehow this became an indictment on people's faith and I don't believe whether someone chose to be in a church this morning or they chose not to that it's an indictment on their faith Um, but that's what it's come to and uh through the, the world of social media, it's, it's gotten pretty ugly. Uh, and, and, and not one person or one thing can cause division. Division is in our, our hearts. Um, it's in the, in the hearts of millions. And uh, so I, as I thought about that, I want to read uh, real quick uh, Psalms 133, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the Message Translation. It says, how wonderful and how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down from the head and the beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down on the collar of his priestly robes, and it's like the dew of Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's, God's, that's where God commands the blessing and ordains eternal life. And I love how the message puts it that there. It says that's where God commands. So where does God command a blessing? God commands a blessing in unity. Not in disunity, not in criticisms, not in judgmentalism, not in legalism. He commands the blessing. Now, listen, unity doesn't mean we're always going to have the same opinion on an issue, but it means that we decide that we are decidedly standing together. And when we can say we're decidedly standing together despite our differences and despite our differences of opinion, despite our differences of belief, it's in that place is where God commands his blessing. And so, as we look at that, uh, Matthew, it took me over to Matthew chapter 18, in verse 18, I'm reading NIV, uh, Matthew eighteen eighteen. he says, and I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And we get that excited and we start, especially in the church world, we start binding everything and loosing everything. But you have to read the next verses with it. It's more than just binding and and, and loosening. It's also, he says in verse 19 of Matthew 18, he says, and again I tell you that if two of you, on earth agree about anything you ask for it will be done by my father in heaven so again here's that unity that comes in when unity is in the mix then God is able to answer prayers folks we, we and I keep seeing how many believers are, are against other believers for doing these things I thought how in the world can we ever expect God to move when we're not even unified with what we're doing um, he said, then will will be done. Now, verse 20 is, is one that we always used to have a, a, an excuse for not having very many people out at church. And, and, and that's okay. Um, I'm sitting in a, in a room with three people right now. Um, but the next verse, he says, for where two or three come together in my name. Now, again, in context, he's talking about prayer and agreement and unity and binding and loosing. He says, for two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. So when we come together in unity, it brings Jesus on the scene. And, and, and like I said, and, and this is not meant to be judgmental itself, but I think that as a body of Christ, we can do better than judging each other, or condemning each other, or ridiculing each other's faith, or, or doing all this different stuff because somebody falls on a different side of an opinion than you do. Um, and, and unity is so important. Uh, the, the word unity is the state of being one. It is oneness. And see, when I think about all of this that's going on in our society today, uh, I think, well, it's no wonder we're so apart and there's nothing really seems to be getting done. It's because we are not one. And again, this knowing that we are one is knowing that, the, that we are as individuals, as a collective body. And, and whether they believe like us, think like us, see like us, we are still one. All life comes from God. He is the father of life. It is the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy And so we have to come together as a saying, this is where we need to come unified, where we agree. We decide that we are going to harmonize our opinions for a common place. And, I, and so I think about that. God says in, in unity, when the, when the brothers and sisters get together, it's like the anointing oil that fall and it fell down on Aaron and down his beard and, and, and his priestly robe and all the way down. And it says that it's in that place is where God commands his blessing. And in there, when we say we want to bring Jesus on the scene, let's get Jesus in action. Well, Jesus says, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Man, imagine if two or three are gathered in his name. Imagine if thousands would gather in his name, declaring the same thing. Our president has declared uh, today as a national day of prayer. And it doesn't matter whether you like President Trump or whether you don't like President Trump. I think we can all agree that this country and in this situation and in these times, we can all agree in prayer. And if you're not even a a, a person of faith, uh, you you can still come along with us. Um, And the scriptures that promise us that, that, that heaven will back up what we do in unity. What we declare in unity, according to those scriptures, it promises us that heaven itself will back it up. That Jesus says, I am there in the midst. And so we look at all these things that are happening and we wonder, well, why is there no unity? Well, you know, it's the same way with our salvation. Uh, it, it, it's, it's the enemy that's blinded people's minds to their unity in Christ. Ephesians chapter one verse three. Excuse me. Ephesians one three says, "All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. See, we're already blessed. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings." in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. You see, we're blessed in the heavenly realms because of our unity with Christ. So even our individual blessings come because we are co-seated, we are co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, our unity in Christ has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And then he gave us another command, Psalms 133. He says how good and how pleasant it is when brothers come together and sisters come together in unity. It's there I command the blessing. And when two or three will come together in unity, there I'm in the midst. Folks, if we really want to see God move in this whole situation and in our own personal lives, then we are going to have to become together and say we are going to unify ourselves. There's been enough division. There's been enough of, well, this camp was going to badmouth this camp and these these people because you know we're going to uh, do this and we're going to declare our faith and you have no faith because you're not doing this. Where did when did it come to that? When did it come? That's not unified. That's not a body unified. That is a body. Uh, that is auto cannibalism. That is a body eating itself. And I, I, I'm just convinced that we can do better than this. Um, it, and we, we, we look at this when we understand that when we come into this, all we have to do is say, I'm going to join together. That's what Matthew told us in verse eight, in 1820. He said, we're two or three are gathered together. So when me and you come together, Jesus says, hey, look, they've found unity. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to come down and I'm going to unify myself with them. Unity is found when we decide to get together Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 30 from the NIV Deuteronomy 30, 30 32 30 he says how could one man chase a thousand or two put ten thousand to flight unless their rock has sold them unless the Lord had given them up and I love we read that verse all the time when we talk about spiritual victory and all this stuff but you know it applies to a unified team we can do a lot on our own, but man, when we when the body decides to work together. You know, I'm right-handed, and I can I can I can eat with my left hand. And I, I mean I can put it but man when both hands are working together. How much more is it? See, that's what we that's what we have to make sure we understand that this church is a body and their church is a body and their church is part of the body. And and if they're not even part of a church, they're still part of the creation of God and we can come to them and have a relationship with them and develop in them. And he says, if one can put a thousand to flight, then two can put 10,000. We are more effective together. We'll be more effective in this world, in this realm, if we stand together as one. And, and, and so when we think about that, you think of a chain, you know, they always say a chain's only as strong as its weakest link. Well, I think our weakest link as, as the body of Christ has been the fact that we think we're different bodies of Christ, that this is a different body of Christ, and this is, we're all the same body, we're all one, and how good and how pleasant it is. When we dwell together in unity, because it's in that place where he commands the blessing. And when two or three are gathered together in his name, there's that unity again. It brings heaven right on the scene. It brings Jesus on the scene. And we have always been blessed. I've just got a couple more examples of unity here. How unity really changes things. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. He says, and so Peter was kept in a prison... And, and And the church, the people who were at the church were praying for peter they were they were hoping for Peter, they were believing for Peter. Peter's in prison, and he finds himself there, and it's the night before his trial, and uh peter's he's he's in the deepest part of the prison, and he's sleeping, and while he's there and while he's asleep, uh, an angel comes to him and kicks him in the ribs and says, "Hey, get up, you know." The Bible says that actually it, 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 it struck Peter on the side. And it tells him to get up. And, and, and all of a sudden the chains fall off of Peter's wrist. Well, why did the chains fall off of Peter's wrist? Because in verse 5, it says, While Peter was in prison, the church was praying. And while the church was praying, when they came together in agreement, it brought the reality of heaven on the earth. And Peter stood there looking at the reality of heaven... The reality of the heavenly realm is now manifested right before him. It kicks him in the side, tells him to get up, and all of a sudden, chains fall off. Imagine if the body would get together the way they got together for for Peter. Imagine if we, as a body, would just get together. How many chains would fall off of people? How much of a reality of heaven would manifest since, you know, heaven's already here with us. So how much would it, would it manifest if we decided that we were going to operate in a place of agreement? And, and, and so he goes on to say that the, the angel tells Peter, he said, get up, put your clothes on. I'm telling you, Peter was at such peace. He was laid out. He was asleep. Chained, soldiers chained to each side. His chains falls off. The angels, he, he got so comfortable he took his clothes off. That's comfortable in the midst of a storm. So anyhow, that's a whole other thing. He, he said, put your coat on, put on get your sandals on. And, and, and when he did, he followed the angel. And he, The word says that he followed him out, and he, he, he was doing what all this was happening. Peter thought he was in a vision. See when people get together because these people were get together praying for Peter's release he thought he was in a vision imagine if we would get together and quit trying to decide it's, it's this group versus this group this bunch versus this bunch we believe this and you're wrong if you don't believe. when are we going to quit drawing a line in the sand and say you know you're not my friend if you're not on this side of this line But imagine if we just decided we're going to come together, we're going to find the things that we agree on, and we're going to agree, and all of a sudden the realities of heaven would be so relevant in people's lives, and so prevalent, I should say, in people's lives that they think they're having a vision. That it's become so good for them that they think this has got to be a dream. Reminds me of the scripture says, then we were like those that dreamed. Then was our mouths, Psalms, then was our, 126, then was our mouths filled with laughter and our tongues filled with singing. So anyhow, Peter walks past one gate. He walks past another gate, and he's waiting. He said, all right, okay, how are we going to get through this gate? And all of a sudden, that the gate opened for it by itself. Imagine how many people are held in bondage right now, that if the church would gather together in unity like this church did for Peter, that not only would their chains fall off, but the thing that's been holding them back into the hurts of their past would swing open wide and lead them into freedom. If we would come together in unity, I'm convinced that this could be what has happened. Verse 11 of, of, of uh, Acts 12 there, Peter says, he came. the word says actually that he came to himself. When he realized he wasn't dreaming, that the reality of heaven was standing before him, he said, Now I know without a doubt the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. And as we go on, it, it dawned on him what he should do, so he went down to where the church group was meeting in unity. He knocks on the door. A little girl comes to the door. She recognized Peter's voice. She only not open the door for him. She runs through the house and said, Peter's here, Peter's here, Peter's here. And they're like, ah, oh, it's, it's his ghost, that's his angel. She's like, no, he is here. She recognized his voice and declared his freedom. Uh, and it's funny how even the ones who were in unity, We're still skeptical about the reality of heaven on earth. And so the the word says, it goes on, it says, they finally opened the door, they saw him, and they were astonished, and he told them just to be quiet and go tell the brothers, and he told them all everything that had happened to him. This happened to Peter a lot. You know, uh, Acts chapter 4. Peter and John had gone back to their own people and the chief priest looked at them they took them in, into uh, prison and they 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 uh threatened them don't preach anymore don't declare God's word anymore and um and verse 24 of of Acts 4 it says and when they heard this they raised their voices to God in prayer who Peter and John and and, and They begin to tell God, Lord, you see what what they're doing. You see the the struggles of your people and the kings of the earth have taken their stand and the rulers are standing together. And and he said, Lord, you, you never have shortened your hand before. We ask that you stretch forth your hand now to heal and to perform miracles. What were they doing? They were praying together in agreement for miracles and for signs and for wonders in verse 30. They, they came together in agreement and said, Lord, just stretch out your hand. Let's see people healed. Let's see miraculous signs. Let's see miraculous wonders come. And when they came to, and, and after they played it, the word says that the place they were in was that the whole place was shaken. And they were all filled. So when that whole group got together with Peter and John and they began to pray that prayer, That the literal foundations of the place they were in began to shake. Folks, we can make the foundations of this area, of the town that you're watching from right now, of this nation. If we would just come together in unity, the whole foundation can be shaken. And we declare with one voice, no matter what side of what opinion we land on, Lord, you're able, you're more powerful, stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders. And if we we can all agree on that. And when we come together in that much agreement, that the whole place will shake. And that God will stand as victorious like he always will. Paul and Silas Found themselves in prison. It was a dark time. It was a night time. And the word tells us that about midnight. They begin to pray and to sing hymns. Some people may say that right now is a dark time in our history. Then folks, then I say, let's find us a few people we'll gather together either live stream like this or if you're in a church and you went to a church today, that's fine, but let's come together and agree. Let's begin to sing. Let's begin to praise God. Let's begin to declare the greatness and the glory of God since our president has called it Today is a National Day of Prayer. Then let's do that. And, and, and what happened when Paul and Silas was in there, when they began to sing and to declare praises to God, that it says the whole prison was shaken, and all at once the, every, the doors flew off, and not just Paul and Silas' chains fell off, but everybody's chains fell off. Now imagine if we would come together with the same agreement that Paul and Silas had there, how many people could we set free? Because two men decided they were going to unify and declare and sing and praise God. It set everyone in that prison free. All the doors opened up. Imagine if we would quit trying to judge this person for this or this church for that and this group for this and this group for that. But we decided that we're going to come together and we're going to sing, we're going to praise. Even if we decided like today is a national day, if we decide that today we're going to do it, imagine how many people's prison doors could be flying open right now and the chains that's held them back could just fall off and they could walk out into their glorious freedom that God has had prepared for them from the time they took their first breath on this earth all because two people decided to pray two people decided to agree David says in Psalms 133 how good and how pleasant it is when brothers get together in unity it's like that oil that flows from heaven on Aaron's head and all the way down and all down his beard and all down and the Lord says it's it's there in that place of unity He's commanded his blessing. He said binding and loosing is tied to where two or three are in agreement. That's where we, that's where we have our power, folks. He said if one will put 1,000 to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. Folks, we are 10 times more effective together than we ever will be apart. God wants something great, and he's put the body of Christ here To wake up those who haven't yet awakened to the salvation that's already provided for them. And when we come together and we declare. So my encouragement to you. My encouragement to all of us. And and I know some of the memes are funny and and we can have a good laugh at all that stuff. But let's remember. Not everybody's going to fall on the same side of this issue. And let's remember that because they fall on a different side, it doesn't make them weak, it doesn't make them faithless, it doesn't make them any less than. See, the danger becomes when we feel superior superior to someone else because we're doing something that they're not. And I believe as a body, we can be better than this. Because it immediately begins to sow discord. And... uh i had been praying to the Lord, Lord, what, we, what am I going to minister on over the next few weeks leading into Easter? And I really didn't know till yesterday, till I got on Facebook and I saw the body of Christ is divided. And we're readily a- willing to hurt each other. And we're better than this. We're a body. We need each other. No more auto cannibalism. Let's stop eating each other. So what I want to do now is since today is a national day of prayer. Uh, our president needs prayer. Our vice president needs prayer. The, the men and women that they have put in charge of, of, of the coronavirus needs prayer. Um, the, the person beside the street needs prayer. The church across the road needs prayer. Your friends need prayer, your family needs prayer, and we're all one body anyhow. We've all been birthed from God. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and he knew every living soul. He knew them all. Well, I don't know if he really knew them all, but it says that he's omnipotent, omnipresent, he knows all, sees all, is all, all is all. He is everything. So what I want to do is just join with you for the next few moments. And, and, and it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out prayer. And, and today, with you and I praying, it's not going to be a long, drawn-out prayer. But you can pray all day long. Anytime you think about it, just say a prayer. No, I don't know why we think our prayers have to be... V- An hour long for them to be effective. Paul and Silas just decided to sing praises and they set captives free. Set aside some time today to just sing and declare. So with that said, let's pray. And I hope these weeks find you great. Again, don't forget that we're not going to meet at harvest for anything, okay, until... uh, after next Sunday so for the next two weeks uh, we're going to be uh, so I think the 29th will be the first thing that happens back here at harvest also if you're giving I know some people's already asked well what about my giving what about things like that there should be a thing coming on your screen right now you can take your cell phone you can scan that code um, and it will take you to our online giving page for those of you who do that Um, there's also a little website you can punch in your, your search browser. It says bit dot, It's a bit.ly uh, HCF Give, I think. I can't remember what it says right now. But you can uh, type that into your web browser or use your phone, scan that QR code, and it'll take you to our secure giving area. So if, for those of you who, who, are, who, are, uh, who have asked and are concerned about that, that's how, the easiest way to do it or hold on to it until we're back together. So with that said let's pray. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. Father, you are a great God and you are doing great things. And Father, I am just so excited about what you're doing in your body. Father, I'm excited to be a part of this body, this great body that you have placed us in. Father, I am excited to know and to continue to remember that I am forever unified with you and there is nothing that the enemy can ever do to change that. And the only way that I uh, seem to slide out of that is in my own thought and in my own mind. And when my mind becomes clouded and when the enemy begins to cloud my mind. And so, Father, right now, I just pray for our president. I pray for our go- for every governor. I pray for the vice president. I pray for all of our uh, authorities and our officials who are looking into this thing and are trying to figure out what to do next. I thank you that you give them divine wisdom. You give them divine guidance. Even if, hey, Father... For the ones who don't even want to claim you, you can still speak to their spirit. And I thank you that you're just showing them the things that they need to see and that we walk these things out. Father, I thank you that peace remains the constant in everyone's life in this situation. That we understand that you have given us peace above all things and we don't have to walk in fear, Lord. And we choose not to walk in fear. And Father, today I thank you for healing. For the 3,000 or so that's been confirmed or however many it's up to, Lord, I thank you that you are the great healer. You are the great physician. You're not practicing medicine. You are the creator of medicine. You are the creator of bodies. And we thank you, Father, that you're touching them. You're giving them the right doctors. You're giving them the right nurses. You're giving them the people that's coming across their path to release the kingdom of God in their life. Father, I thank you for the custodians that's trying to keep things clean. I thank you for the doctors and the nurses who are trying to keep everything functioning. I thank you, Father, for those who work and and keep toilet paper stocked on the shelves in Walmart, Lord. I thank you, Father, for all these things. And because we need all these people and we are connected to all these people, Father. And we decide in unity that they're blessed, that their homes are blessed, that their jobs are blessed. Father, I just thank you that you have put pastors in place all over this country today, Lord. Whether they had service or not, that they are looking out for their sheep. And I thank you, Father, that they are doing it to the best of their ability and the way that they believe that is right for them. And I bless their homes, and I bless their spouses, and I bless their kids, and I bless their churches. Father, I thank you that you have put them where they're at for such a time as this. Father, I thank you for even even our 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 um, law enforcement and first responders and, and the the uh, EMTs and the paramedics for the firemen Father that you are just giving everyone peace in this situation and Father we declare peace you stood on an edge of a boat and said peace be still and Father we join as many that are praying today and we declare peace over this nation we declare peace over its people and Father we decide that we're not going to be divided we're no longer going to draw a line in the sand and said either you're on this side or you're against us but we realize and we will stand because it's in that place is where you release your blessing it is in that place where the realities of heaven rest upon the earth and we thank you father that you're doing it and father I want to close this prayer for just the few that we know of the families that have had deaths because of this and it's been hard on them and we pray that you just show your peace in those homes now Father, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for making me part of this great body. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, next week, there's nothing going on here at Harvest um, this week. Um, next Sunday, I'm going to come together. And, and honestly, I'll probably talk about unity again. Because I believe in the world and the times at which we live in. That is our biggest issue. We need to come together and understand that the blessing is held in the unity. I love you. I appreciate you. Like we say here every week, you are blessed whether you like it or not, so you may as well enjoy it. So have a great week, and we will talk to you throughout the week, but we'll definitely see you next Sunday, and we'll do another live stream together. Have a great week.